1: yay networks
2: 13 has been my lucky number for a while like it's always a sign of good things to come for me this
0: is 13 a taylor swift fan podcast breaking down every song every easter egg every era and every theory hosted by the biggest swifties nick adams anna casiejos amy nichols and lacy g
3: Welcome to 13, a Taylor Swift fan podcast. My name's Nick Adams. I'm
0: Anna. Amy. And I'm Lacey G.
3: And today we're breaking down Betty. Betty is the 14th track from Folklore. It's written by Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn. Excuse me, William Bowery. (laughs) (laughs) It was produced by the big four on this album, Joe, Taylor, Aaron, and Jack. So they all got together and produced this one. And here's a little clip of Taylor talking about Betty from the Long Pond Studio Sessions.
2: Betty was I just heard Joe singing the entire fully formed chorus of Betty from another room. And I just was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it was a step that we would never have taken because why would we have ever written a song together? I thought you were
3: doing a bit when you are like, Joe and I wrote a song.
2: So this was the first time we had a conversation where I came in and I was like, hey, this could be really weird and we could hate this. Could we just try to see what it's like if we write this song together. So he was singing the chorus of it and I thought it sounded really good Sing from a man's voice, from a masculine perspective. And I really like that it seems to be an apology. Mm. And I've written so many songs from a female's perspective of wanting a male apology, that we decided to make it from a teenage boy's perspective apologizing after he loses the love of his life because he's been foolish. Allegedly. No, he's been foolish.
3: No, according to the internet, we don't know what it's mm. about. There's he's somebody...
2: been foolish. No, I mean just... We wrote it, I'm confirming he's foolish. Well, I don't, I don't know who
3: blame Bauer is. <laughs> he's a fool. So, yeah, he's okay. a
4: fool. <laughs> <laughs> we wrote it, I'm confirming he's a fool.
3: <laughs> so this is the first song Joe and Taylor wrote together, right? Because yeah. she hears him singing from another room. That guy has a set on him. If he thinks he can just start singing around Taylor Swift, I was... you're singing in front of... World-renowned artist, lyricist, and you just start singing a, a little tune that you came up with in your head. Whoa, uh, uh,
0: Nick. We know he has a set. Uh, Taylor not, sings about it. <laughs> just,
3: Taylor's very happy with that set. But I'm just saying, it's just like whoa, because that's a very vulnerable thing to do. The first, you, obviously, it's probably not the first time he's singing around her. But to hear like an original song, sing an original song around her.
4: Yeah, I wonder how. Like, I mean, I guess at this point in the in 2020, they had been together for a couple of years yeah. now, right? And so I wonder at what point in the relationship does he go from seeing Taylor Swift, the mega super star lyricist, to Taylor Swift, my girlfriend, Right. you know, where you do just kind of like sing like la 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 la, and then she's like, hey. (laughs) And then do we know
0: if he's a good singer? He's obviously a great writer, but is he singing and it's beautiful, or is he singing just to get it out? Because I've known musicians before. Like, I know this fantastic guitar player. So super talented, but then sometimes he would sing whenever he was doing the guitar, and it sounded horrible. <laughs> it, it really did, but you got to stay on beat, yeah. but also more power to you because you've got all the skill, and you don't care how you sound. So, I mean, it's more important just to get the jam out, I guess. So, I wonder about Joe. Is he a good singer, or is he just making noise because mm. he's sounding it out in his head. I think of
5: Taylor saying, "Hey." Yeah. He's got to be good. Yeah, it, I yeah, can only assume him.
3: just his sure. talking his speaking voice is very cool and suave and, and smooth. Deep. Yeah, and deep. So I'm sure his singing voice is pretty good. So, now, I wonder what he did first. Did Joe sing in front of Taylor first or fart in front of Taylor first? <laughs> what do you think? Whoa. What do you think? Because again, this is Taylor Swift we're talking about, guys. Right. If he's <laughs> just a good let
0: him rip singer, around her. If he's a good singer, then definitely sing. Yeah. If he's embarrassed about his singing, just like he's embarrassed about an accidental toot in front of her, then that'd be something (laughs) a little
5: different. Joe
4: passes wind. He doesn't use (laughs) the F word. breaks (laughs) wind. Do you think Joe and Taylor, like, sing karaoke at home? Like, because maybe she has heard him sing before, but this was the first time it was, like, something original off the top of his head, you know? But... Maybe, maybe. Yeah, had, they have some
3: wine and do karaoke and yeah, with friends a little and stuff.
4: For sure. Karaoke, we know that they listen to a lot of Bonnie. Iver. I mean, yeah. when they
5: were on lockdown, who knows all the things that they did. I mean, they were, we were all so bored. We yeah. were doing anything and everything just to keep ourselves entertained.
4: <laughs> Imagine Joe's like, I'm bored, so I'm just gonna write a song with Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? That's wild. Oh my gosh. Do you think he's sang it in a British accent? Yes. Ooh, that's a good question. Do like,
3: you think he he's starts just like with a British accent? <laughs>
4: Nick,
0: what? stop it.
3: I, I'm the only guy here. I got to bring some dude humor into this somehow.
4: <laughs> Gross.
0: But I do wonder because they, they can learn how to sing without Accents. an accent. So, I do wonder if he's just doing it for fun, then I would imagine he probably wasn't trained like that. I don't know. I don't
4: know. Sometimes Ed Sheeran sings with a British Something accent. was
3: born on, on the, 4th storm, the 4th of July. <laughs> yeah.
4: We were thinking of the exact same <laughs> clip. Yeah, 4th of July. So, would be like, but if I showed up at your party, uh-huh. would you have me? Would you? Wow. Me? I think I imagine that's what me? it sounded
0: like. I think we fi- finally heard a good singing voice from Anna. <laughs> like, not to dump on you because I don't sing well either, but you actually sounded really good on that. Shut up. No,
4: I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> I think if you put your English accent on, that you could okay, sing. So from now on, I'll just try to sing with a British accent. Please. Yeah. A new talent. I didn't know that I had. Betty, I... That's not... Never
0: <laughs> I can't do accents. I can't do accents. I can't sing. It's fine.
3: You know, I got to say, when you hear this song, I love it when new Taylor, current... Taylor sings country. Yeah. Like, I love hearing her go back Twain. to her roots a little bit to use a country phrase, but she goes back to her roots and proves that while she's changing genres from pop to alternative to slower to upbeat, she can still do country really well. And this is a great country song.
0: And that harmonica. Yes. It's, it's so good. I love the innocence of this song. So, of course... Betty is the trifecta. This goes back to the love triangle that Taylor teased at the beginning of folklore. She said, interweaving, woven throughout this whole album, there is a love triangle and there's some different stories that are some folklore-esque but still have a little bit of truth to them. This one does not. This is what Taylor wrote from the perspective of James, who spent his summer with Augustine cheating on Betty. And now school's starting back, and he's ashamed, and he knows that Betty's ducking him because she switched homerooms. Obviously, that's because you don't want to be with your cheating ex-boyfriend now. Mm -hmm. And he's really nervous because he's going to go see her. Mm It's going to be the first time I've seen you since we both know the scandal that I've done.
4: Yeah, so for a refresher, this is from the point of view of James. August is from the point of view of August, Augustine. And Cardigan is the one that's from the point of view of Betty 20 years down the line.
3: I always get confused on wh- whose point of view is what I'm listening to. <laughs> so it's, thank I you mean, for it's, explaining it's, that. I really get lost sometimes.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's tricky to understand if you, mm-hmm. don't, if you don't like visualize it or if you, listen, if you don't listen to them back to back. It's or, like August
3: or should be from August's point of view. Betty it should be from Betty's point. Betty's oh, okay. Point of view. So you're you know, saying like everyone's point of view should be just the song they're named after, but it's
1: not.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I see I see what you're saying. Also, something that we have to. Have we even talked about? I mean, we probably have, right? About what how these. As? What? Oh.
5: I, I thought you were going to say, brought up the name Inez. Yeah,
4: well, in general, about how these characters are named after Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' kids. We yeah, have talked about I, that,
5: yeah, I think so. And I'm wondering if Ryan just drunkenly bet Taylor. I bet you can't put all of my kids' names in one <laughs> <Yeah>. song. <laughs> and then he, she does it with Betty.
3: Well, and you know, it's pretty crazy because I was trying to look at the timeline. So Blake and Ryan, they had their third child, a little girl, in October 2019. But we didn't know the name of the baby until Taylor released this album, until Betty. And that was in July of 2020. So it was, what is that, nine, ten months that we didn't know what this baby's name was. And they never really made a big formal announcement about it. It was just everyone saw that Taylor was name-dropping James and Inez. And you are like, well, Betty... Is in this love triangle, Betty. That's the. It has to be the third one, and that mm-hmm. was kind of the confirmation.
4: Which is so funny because now we know that Blake Lively is pregnant with their fourth child. Right. So we've what all names been like, be on we're like, well, mm-hmm. we're like, can't wait to meet baby Midnight's. <laughs> 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 like the name is Midnight. But it's also also cool because after this, um, after all of this, we also Blake Lively launched her own line of non alcoholic beverages called Betty Buzz, mm-hmm. named after Betty. Um, so that's that's pretty cool too. I mean, do you think Blake was like, yeah, you can use the name in folklore, and then I'll release my alcoholic drinks, because uh, yeah, like Betty was the announcement mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah.
3: Did you know that Betty is also the term for a hot girl, a just, Betty?
4: Just like in general. Just like
3: yeah, that Betty. I mean, it's not like used a lot anymore, but back in the day, you'd be like, oh, Betty. So oh, that, maybe, that maybe maybe she's mm-hmm. saying that Betty is a very attractive girl. In is this Betty
4: short for something? Well,
5: it's funny because Rebecca Harkness, she went by Betty. Like, it was one of her nicknames. Do you think that's just a coincidence? I think so, because I would think Becca would be a nickname for Rebecca. or
4: Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, because what are the odds that Blake Lively was like, I want to name my daughter (laughs) after Rebecca Harkness.
3: Betty or Betty, B-E-T-T-Y or B-E-T-T-I-E, is a shorter form of the name Bethany or Elizabeth okay. It can be. It doesn't always have to be, but it can be. That makes
4: more sense. I was thinking Beatrice, but I was like, I don't know if that would... Beatrice, Betty. Uh, I don't know. Oh, Hmm.
0: what if that's the name of the new child? Beatrice? Beatrice. You can't have Betty and Beatrice.
3: (laughs) You know, I had to know that James was cheating because here in this first chorus, we find out he rides a skateboard. (laughs) Is that skateboard skateboards (laughs) they're cheaters? Yeah, they're cheaters. They're low life, so skateboarders, you know. They're up to no good. They're skateboarders. Both
5: of my brothers were skateboarders. And
3: are they were they up to good?
5: Well, one of them was more good (laughs) than (laughs) the other.
3: (laughs) Okay. You're proving my point.
5: No,
4: because you could one or the other. You could you never know. Yeah. And the nineteen ninety nine Disney Channel original movie Brink Mm -hmm. had some fabulous characters, and none of them were cheaters.
3: Okay.
0: And
4: riding a skateboard is cool. It
0: is cool. You're getting yourself around on a skateboard, probably have the hat turned backwards, Mm -hmm. maybe some cool sunglasses. No, I think there's a reason that James is pulling in all the ladies.
3: (laughs) You're saying Jinkos? I'm still up to no good. Up to no good, Amy.
4: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Right?
3: Can't trust a man in (laughs) Jinkos.
4: So we kind of assume, I mean, well Taylor even, we just heard her say that he was foolish but did he necessarily cheat because this entire time we've always been we've always said James cheated and all this stuff do they deserve to get back together we actually got a message from one of our listeners being like did he cheat because he really just says like it was just a summer thing i was with her and like all this stuff were James and Betty actually like boyfriend girlfriend mm-hmm. and he cheated or did we have was that he- kind of confirmation or was he really just a foolish teenage boy who was like two timing like seeing two girls at once
3: was he pulling in Adam Levine and just sending sexy Ooh. DMs to people? <laughs> maybe that's what it was.
5: Yikes. I did see theories where maybe they just had a good thing going and he, not necessarily com- commitment was there. And yeah. He, yeah.
3: Do we know how long James and Betty dated before the summer break? Like, do we know what that was we pre-summer? Don't. No, if, not if necessarily. They were, if they went on like one date, well then, sorry, Betty, don't be too jealous. But if they were together for like three years but and I mean, then he took a trip one summer and fooled around with someone else.
4: Cause it, like, you heard the rumors from Inez, like, I guess the rumors that, you know, he was hanging out with Augustine mm-hmm. and things like that. But I imagine that for, when you think about the song, August, obviously she felt some type of way. It was very, a very strong emotions. So I imagine that Betty probably had those same emotions, mm-hmm. you know, and for, for him to have this entire pol- apology where he shows up at her party when all of his friends are there and all this stuff to have that, to be gutsy, to make a big, yeah. a uh, like, Thing about it, then it must have been something serious and not totally. just like, a, yeah. oh, I were we together? Um, yeah, you know. Well, and at that age, think about it. Mm-hmm. You start
0: claiming early. Mm-hmm. Then you have, because I mean, gosh, I had, I'm air quoting boyfriends in middle school. Now all that we would do is, hey, you want to be my boyfriend? Yeah. And then we would not talk to each other at school, but sometimes talk to each other on the phone sure. <laughs> at home. sure. And that and that was it. So, no, I think that there was a commitment there. Yeah. Now that I'm older, I could see where the lines would be blurred. Like, no, I never said that we were going to be together. Now I sound like I'm cheating. I'm not. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying I'm not committing to somebody. Mm-hmm. And then they could take that differently. But I think yeah. that's adult relationship versus children's relationship they are young so mm-hmm. you do want to say it's me and you you're my ride or die we're together this is my boyfriend write his name all over your mm-hmm. stuff so you're walking around school and it just says james all over everything betty loves james betty james last name all that kind of stuff so i think james they had to be name. together <laughs> yeah. and
6: this
3: this is again Lacey, like you're saying this is young love and those feelings when you're young not that you don't have big emotions when you're older, but when you're young, those first time, that first time you're feeling love for someone else, like that's a big deal. Yeah. And for them to feel a little cheated on or to feel discarded by mm-hmm. someone who you had these huge feelings for, both from Betty's perspective and Augustine's perspective. Right. So you, you can understand. Think back when, to when you were little and you were think, you know thinking about that first crush you had in elementary school or whatever it was. So yeah, these these are heightened emotions at that time.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. when you are young, they just assume you know nothing. Mm-hmm.
3: So what's up with Inez? Why can't you ever believe a word she says? I need to know more I think about she's her. The rumor she's mill. She's the gossip but queen. But I
5: still want her to be my friend if she's going to tell yeah. me something I need to know. Right? Yeah, you, need, yeah, Inez. you need
4: that friend. Yeah, and you need, yeah, because you need to you need to know what the streets are saying. Mm-hmm. Every single time there's like rumors about Taylor Swift releasing something, or you know, like every week or so, um, I always tell Ryan, my fiance, that the streets. I'm like, the streets are saying Taylor's up to something tonight. <laughs> I say that every single time. I'm like, yeah, streets are saying there's a new album on the way. He's like, what streets? And I'm like, the streets. The Taylor Swift fandom. Cornelia. Cornelia <laughs> yeah, Cornelia Street, obviously.
3: There's <laughs> the street lights.
4: This is also one of those songs I feel like, well, I feel like it happens a lot with Taylor Swift songs. So I'll be like listening and I'm like, when did I take the time to like learn all the words? Because I suddenly know all of them. I feel like this is one of those songs. Like I listened to it once, and by the second time, I knew all the lyrics. I knew the way that it flowed. I knew the story. I knew the story, but I don't know why. Like the remembering the lyrics to the song is like especially easy. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, and the chorus is really fun to sing. There's a hard f bomb in there that's fun yeah. to blurt out if you want to. And it's just again, it's like that fun country song. It's kind of it rolls off the tongue. It goes to the beat. It's fun. You you kind of like instinctually you know where it's going. I think that's the sign of a good song.
5: And I think this was a favorite for y'all right whenever you first started. Right off the bat, it? yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's
3: just yeah. it's just and it's it's so different from everything else you've heard on the other 13 tracks leading up to this. This mm-hmm. is just completely different.
0: Because it's so immature. It's mm-hmm. so innocent. And you're concerned about what's going to happen whenever you go to a party. And you're concerned about, are you going to embarrass me? Or are you going to embrace me? how How is this interaction going to be? She sounds so innocent. And I love the country twang in this.
6: It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
4: some of the scenes and the imagery directly tie back to what we've already seen in the previous songs. Like in the bridge where she said, she said, James, get in, let's drive. Mm-hmm. Like that instantly goes back to August. he's like, get in the car, mm-hmm. you know? And then we'll written right before that, I was walking home on broken cobblestones. We already have this imagery of cobblestones from the one. Mm-hmm. And then, um, standing in your cardigan kissing in my cardigan. she
5: rhymes those two words it's crazy love
4: it, love it. someone Incredible. on youtube
5: said she deserves a grammy just for that i you know <laughs> i've seen that rhyme. i've seen tiktok
4: videos of people like pretending to be taylor when she wrote that and she was just like put it away we're done <laughs> we're done here but i do think i think one of my favorite parts I, lyrics because i think it is one of the most heartbreaking ones is when he says, slept next to her, but I dreamt of you all summer long. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. Sorry, August. Why would you say that? Like, I if mean, it hurts for both women. Right, and it's like, if you're trying to apologize and you're trying to get her back, why would that's you... That's not the way to do it. That's not the way to do it. Like, okay. I slept to her, but I dreamt of you. Like, oh... It was just a summer thing. It wasn't serious. It was just a summer thing. Oh,
5: my gosh. When you're 17, your brain is not fully developed, and you say the wrong
4: thing, and that was one of the things that you shouldn't say. (sighs) But it's a fun part to sing. Damn. I dreamt of you all summer Oh, my gosh. So good. I kind of also just like the language that she uses that really shows that he's 17, like you were saying earlier, um, in front of all your stupid friends. (laughs) Like That is such a teenage thing to say. (laughs) Would you kiss me on the porch in front of all your stupid friends? (laughs) I can hear my brother saying something like that. And I love the anticipation
0: right before then. The moment that he realizes that I'm here at your doorstep. Now is this moment. But now it's finally sinking in. Betty, right now is the last time I can dream about what happens when you see my face again. So this is the moment of the confrontation. And he's been worried about it knows that he's in the wrong know that she's upset and this is the last moment that I'm gonna be unsure about what happens next what's gonna happen with us next are you gonna accept me are you not gonna accept me are we gonna be able to move forward are you gonna embarrass me and say no
4: this is my party you have to leave get off my front porch go right well that's kind of yeah will you tell me to go fuck myself or lead me to the garden Mm. you know like specifically the garden that's something that taylor swift has sung about in various songs now like cruel summer and just Mm -hmm. in general um i mean she's referenced gardens since like love story Mm. right and it's usually just like about a rendezvous or something about like temptation or things like that um and one of the deluxe Mm. cds of folklore is called betty's garden which Mm. i think is cool Mm -hmm. so wait so does that mean he ended up going to the garden well i mean taylor said they do end up together yeah. down the road yeah
3: yeah yeah 20 years from yeah down the road is what she thought about cardigan right <laughs> so this apology worked yeah. yeah it worked
4: yeah but did it work at the time or did it
5: work in hindsight i think it's like uh, you put in a band-aid on the wound and mm-hmm. now the wound has to heal and it took 20 years mm-hmm. according to taylor <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah
3: Well, that about sums up Betty by Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn. So let us know what we missed. All the ways to contact us are in the description of this podcast. Hit us up. Let us know what you want to hear from us soon. And join us next time because we are going to be breaking down. Peace.
0: Thanks for listening. The 13, a Taylor Swift fan podcast. Subscribe for free and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts.